Hey everyone, if you like this podcast, go behind the paywall to get privileged access to the smartest minds in finance. Join the Real Vision community and learn how to become a better investor. Visit realvision.com slash rvpod and use the promo code podcast10, that's podcast10, to get 10% off our essential membership for the first year. Now, to the top analysis of today's crypto markets. It's Web3 Wednesdays on Crypto Daily Briefing Show. And thank you for spending some time with me on this learning journey. I'm Elaine Lee, your friendly crypto host and producer. And joining me today is Sami Aryan, founder and CEO of Impeak. Sami, welcome to the show. It was time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, finally. <laughs> Look, guys, before we begin, we have a quick programming note that I wanted to mention for this show. We often get questions from our viewers about, well, which real vision membership is right for them. So Maggie and Rao posted, if you take a look there, posted an AMA on it today. So go and check it out and see, well, what kind of level of you, uh, you are at in your financial journey. And remember, prices are going up. But if you are already a member, you can lock it in until tomorrow. Go to realvision.com forward slash level up. So Sami, I have decided today is, well, Women's Crush Wednesdays on Real Vision. Oh, amazing. I, I didn't know you had that. That's fantastic. <laughs> it is a thing now, Sami. So I think, you know, <laughs> first and foremost, really a heartfelt thank you from the Real Vision team for, you know, building out a platform where every Friday visionaries who are into the crypto culture can hang out on InPeak. And what I also think is the most interactive part of Real Vision when it comes to exploring into the world of Web3. Now, for those of you who don't know, every Friday at 2.30 Eastern, we have a show called DGen Happy Hour. Sometimes it's a hot mess, sometimes it's chaotic, but sometimes it's educational too, and also where we do some fun giveaways. Now, with your Genesis or RV Collective NFT, you are able to log in via Impeak and have access to our exclusive token-gated community, a platform that Somi is building out with her team, and shout out to the team as well, Impeak, a fantastic team. It's a place where our community has made real-life friendships through the connection of Real Vision. Is that a fair uh, analogy, uh, Somi? Yeah, that's right. And and one of the things that uh, makes it uh, special is that you can also collaborate with other communities. So you can invite other token gated communities as well. And it's a really interactive uh, experience. Your show is probably our favorite. Like it's just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of fun. And thank you for helping us build it along the way. So Sami, it's just you and I today, a little bit chill, a little bit hangout. I do want to sort of ask you like, when was the first point where you actually started getting into the blockchain technology? Um, probably around 2015, 16, when I started getting really um, uh, curious about it. Um, unfortunately, I didn't buy anything or, or getting and get into it from a financial point of view because um, I was actually at the time in a relationship where my partner really hated everything blockchain and we we actually had a lot of you know um, uh, disagreements about that but I uh, really understood the technology first you know that the main thing for me was actually I was more interested you know as opposed to most people who get into uh, blockchain because of the financial aspect I was first attracted to the technology because the when I, I started reading books about blockchain and and one of the things that I 
discovered uh, very early on was that this is going to disrupt big tech. And that was the thing that was exciting to me because I was like, you know, I, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I, I actually told Raul about that when he was on my podcast. I was like, you know, when Mark Zuckerberg was building Facebook, I was trying to get out of a forced marriage in Iran. You know, I was like, you know, uh, in, in uh, back then, I was like in a completely different environment. I couldn't build. I was not in Silicon Valley. I was not a white man in, you know, in, in the kind of networks that had the possibility to do that. So for me, blockchain technology gave me a, a window into what would be possible and that maybe this could be a place where I could finally make a, you know, make an entrance into the tech world as an entrepreneur. No, for sure. Everything is building from ground up. It is such an exciting place to be, especially in blockchain technology, especially like you said, for women as well. And I really like the fact that you said disrupt by big tech. Here's the brand new opportunities that is building out on a decentralized system. And this is what's happening. So Sami, you really are someone to me as a mover and shaker, the way you speak, the way you fell down a hole. You are a true DNA of a Web3 founder. So, okay. But how did the idea of Impeak sort of come to fruition? I mean, tell me where is it through a dinner party and you saw like, okay, YouTube shouldn't be owning every piece of content out there or like, you know, Instagram for even like NFT artists that, you know, realize that, oh my God, all their art just lives on Instagram page. If they get rid of it, they get rid of it. So because it lives on their servers and et cetera. So what was that point where you were like, okay, Impeak is born? How did that idea come about? So, um, you know, as a content creator uh, and, um, you know, as a creator in general, I found that um, it was very, very hard for creators to break through um, any kind of algorithm, right? Like there are a lot of... Uh, Sami was saying for uh, content. Can you take creator. me back a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So um, I really made my debut in terms of like content uh, on LinkedIn. And I was creating content about digital marketing and like millennials, how technology is disrupting businesses. And, and I found it really hard. Um, you know, before that I had tried on Facebook and Instagram, which was even harder because unless with Instagram, like, you know, you had to fit into this influencer, you know, uh, kind of um, mold and, and every day, you, you know, it's all about the pictures, the, the selfies, the, you know, all the, the things that, as you know, it's like, if you're a woman, there was like a certain look that uh, you uh, had to fit into to maybe break through the algorithm. And there were so many of them. And you looked at every single one of these channels, they all looked pretty much the same, you know, like these um, yeah, profiles uh, to a point that you couldn't really tell the difference between these influences. So um, I wanted to build uh, my uh, profile, if you will, as a uh, as a thought leader, as a business thought leader, you know, not, not necessarily as that type of influencer. Um, so I, I started building it on LinkedIn and I was very lucky because I was at the right place at the right time. But what I found very um, difficult and, and challenging was that LinkedIn, just like any other platform, they kept changing their algorithm and their priorities changed. And as their priorities changed, they, uh, the people, fewer people would see your um, your posts unless you change with, with the algorithm. And this was a conversation that I had in depth with Tom Bilio as well. And he was like, he says, like, as a creator, I'm a slave to uh, the YouTube algorithm. Um, and I didn't want necessarily 
that kind of being slave to uh, the algorithm. I, I was like, there must be a, a better way. There are a lot of amazing, amazing content creators that don't have maybe uh, a million followers or hundreds of thousands of followers, but they're creating really thought-provoking, uh, provoking really, really interesting content. It's just that they are not able to dedicate the time and the uh, um, you know, the ability to necessarily build a massive following to break through the algorithm to be seen. So, um, so I wanted to build a, a platform that would enable uh, creators of any uh, any um, sort of like uh, amount of um, followers to monetize their content, to build a, uh, you know, uh, build a, a community. So when I came to Web3, this concept of community really resonated with me because I felt like there's a there's a real difference between community and audience. On social media, you don't build a community, you build an audience. The first time I really felt the sense of community was in Discord. I was like, oh, okay, so this is the difference between a community and, a, and an audience. And it reminded me of uh, the early days of the internet forums. I remember at the time I used to be a bodybuilder, you know, believe it or not. And I was in a bodybuilding forum. And and the conversations that we Fun had- fact like, as well, for those of you who don't know, Sami is a bodybuilder, she's an entrepreneur, but because we obviously have been using Intik and I learned a little bit more about you, you also are a death metal singer. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I've also, I was also a death metal singer and a, a fitness oh. model, all sorts of things. <laughs> I love that. So sorry, you were saying the difference between audience and community. Yes. So so that sense of community, you know, if I felt like there is a real um, a, a real way of building community that is uh, that is not practiced on social media, and um, I I feel like there is a real opportunity now for us to rethink uh, what this social media you know, what the future of social media can be. And to me, the future of social media is not really about, you know, uh, threads, you know, it's not like I, I, the way I see it is that social media as we know it may continue to function as the top of the funnel, um, you know, but but where community is built, you know, and I hate that term funnel, but you know what I mean, like the, the like your first impression, for sure, for sure. right? Yeah. And then it's where you build your audience and then you build a community. And I wanted to build a platform that was um, that was designed for building a community in uh, you know in a decentralized way. But of course, as you know, Web3 is um, uh, the proliferation of Web3 is is being challenged because of its hyper financialization. So at the moment, I'm actually uh, working on that business model in a way that it's not only focusing on Web3, but also yeah. focusing on all emerging spaces. So that so basically what we're building is like two, mo there's going to be two models. One is uh, community as a service, where let's say, for example, you are um, uh, building an AI product and you want to build a community of people who are going to uh, interact with your um, uh, with your content and with your product, so we can help you build a community. So that will be community as a service. The other is I, that you use the platform to you to build your own community. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick pause and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back.
Yeah. No, I think it's um, excellent how you notice the fact that, you know, an audience is very different from a community. And of course, a lot of um, sort of Web2 brands are struggling to actually know how to build the community. Right. And we'll go into a little bit uh, more uh, into this a little bit later. But, you know, why don't you tell us, like, at the moment, who is using the platform? How many people are using it? And well, I think you've answered it a little bit, but go into if you can touch a deeper a little bit about how you notice about the different communities are using it and go through some of the key features on your platform in Peak. So uh, right now, obviously, as uh, you know, you guys, uh, Real Vision, you're using it uh, for your DJ and Happy Hours, but also for some of your other sessions that you're doing with other communities. Um, and then um, uh, Impact Theory has been using it. Um, uh, Zen Academy has been using it. Uh, and we just onboarded Asprey Bugatti, Asprey, um, you know, that uh, uh, studio. Um, I think the, the biggest um, challenge that many people are finding in communities is that they don't have enough content. So it's really good for uh, content-driven communities, but most communities, um, so I think within Web3, that this is part of the reason why we are actually going to expand beyond Web3, because within Web3, most communities don't have enough content. Uh, they are not really... Uh, you know, the only content that they're creating pretty much is like uh, Twitter spaces. So um, I think in the next bull run, as new communities come into Web3, there will be a real uh, opportunity to, uh, you know, onboard a lot of Web3 communities. But in the meantime, we are going to be focusing more on um, uh, emerging spaces as a whole. So, you know, uh, for example, uh, one of the people that we've just onboarded She's part of the uh, 100 Women in Finance, and she's building a hedge fund for women. Uh, not sorry, uh, not a hedge fund for women. She's building a, um, a community of female fund managers, and then she's uh, getting, you know, going out and getting funds for them. So, so that's very interesting. That's a very interesting mm. use case. So attracting really niche conversations and attracting the specific field who knows that they probably have about 10 to 20 followers, but really niche ideas and that they can grow uh, within the community because like basically it's, it's very niche. It's very small in Web3, but that's how they sort of stick together. And, um, you know, just talking about like in peak at the moment, obviously we use it for DJ and happy hour. And what's fascinating to me is the fact that, you know, you are able to form a live show and when it's a live show, it does hit differently, you know, and you get to throw out polls in there, which makes it interactive. Yes. You get to like upload the videos, the links that you want your audience to talk, to go and visit as you are sort of presenting the show in real time. So this is like, I think just myself using it, have noticed the, small little niche touches that basically are so healthy for the tiny little community to expand from that. So there's plenty of growth potential and just listening to you how not only covering Web3, but exponential tech and AI as well. I think that's a, a very way to uh, uh, approach this space and especially in the bear market and building in Web3. Yeah, and uh, obviously there is the, uh, the on-demand section, there's the live sessions, there is the fact that we built this jump bot that sits in your Discord. If you have a Discord channel, people can uh, jump into the ch session directly from Discord. But also, uh, we're working on an AI feature that we'll be, we'll be building into the platform uh, where after a session, once you uh, first of all, we're going to automate the uploading of the session unless you choose to opt out so that you don't have to uh, do it manually. Then uh, you're going to be able to literally add the press of a button 
um, be able to create, it will give you a few options. You can create clips from the session to directly post on social media. You can create a quiz uh, and let people uh, uh, fill out the quiz and get a certificate. So, um, you know, it's all using uh, OpenAI. So we've just tested it yet, in, literally yesterday, the team showed me the initial, you know, um, version of what, what it's, uh, so the MVP that we're building right now. Um, so you can choose to create quizzes. You can choose to create proof of engagement so that, you know, if people um, say that, they, you know, they join the session or watch the session, let's say, for example, you're doing a giveaway. So people get, can go in and, and watch the session and then they can uh, answer a few questions and the question will be different for each person so they can't cheat. And, um, you know, and, and then they can get a proof of, uh, proof of engagement. So it's kind of like a POAP, but proof of engagement. And then that will allow you to build uh, a, a level of, um, uh, you know, engagement with your audience, uh, and uh, and and use your content in so many different ways. It will also allow yeah. you to create an article from it uh, straight yeah. from there. That sounds, you know, just you can just tell you are clearly a woman building on the tech sort of stack. When I hear about this, especially when you and I sort of test and peek out every other week, I'm like. You know, uh, Somi, I need this. Somi, I need that. And you're like, I'm on it. The devs are getting there. And um, it's it's great just watching how you, you function over time. And uh, I'm just reading some comments. Uh, goofy Ginger. <laughs> no, it's not women only, but uh, it is for a public discord. That's Goofy Ginger. And then obviously someone also said proof of engagement. Ooh, that's fun. Um, so, and then, you know, like just this very moment, here obviously i'm on a platform now and i've still got another screen and i'm reading comments on youtube but if you were using like a platform like in peak um it would just be all within uh, yeah, peak, the platform yeah. itself <laughs> so you really need to use it to feel it is what i'm saying so do join dj and happy hour on a friday where somebody does join um so sorry as a web3 founder though um you know, th there is a lot going on in the creators economy um, in Web3, even though I know you said there's not enough of it, but, you know, so many people put out podcasts, so many people put out different type of videos. But, you know, for me, what's interesting is in the space of Web3 is like, you know, the, the data that you still hold to yourself. So basically, you know, I mean, I downloaded threads or whatever, but you can't post stuff from Twitter or when you're on Instagram, you can't really just copy and paste like a, a link from Google because they've built out the system to be like, you are in this ecosystem. And that's the ecosystem that you're going to stay in. So it's fascinating to watch all that. So can you explain like, you know, content creation of Web 2 and how is it different to Web 3 and how do you monetize sort of Web 3 content um, uh, to, to monetize Web 3 content creation efforts? So um, I think... The monetization of Web3 is a really big topic uh, that isn't cracked yet. And, uh, you know, we have seen obviously that you can sell NFTs and, and tokens and things like that. But um, it's not a solved problem. You know, there's we're still working on this. We are all still working on this together. It's a very new technology, right? And um, one of the important things about um, Web3 content is that, for example, the way that we are building it is eventually the idea is, for example, if you have got followers on Lens Protocol, you will be able to also have them on Impeak, you know, if you have uh, them on Farcaster. So we are going to be doing these integrations with uh, Unstoppable Domains, with, with Farcaster, with, um, you know, Lens Protocol, uh, all the other uh, kind of Web3 
uh, social media. Uh, but we are primarily we are not a social media and we are a content management uh you know and community building slightly different so we are i would say i i compare what i'm uh you know building yeah i was just about to ask you actually if you had to pick another sort of web 2 sort of equivalent out there in the space right now what would impact be nearest to it's not it what we're building is so different like you know when i was showing uh, uh, to um uh, tom bilio he he was like your approach is so fundamentally different. You know, at the moment when you look at it, what you see is that, oh, it's a platform that you can have live sessions and on-demand content. Uh, but really the long-term uh, vision is, uh, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a place for community building, but with the difference that the communities, that there will be a newsfeed for the communities. So, you know, so like uh, think about it, if, if Discord, uh, had a newsfeed and you could go to that newsfeed and there was a curated newsfeed of all the communities that you're part of so that you didn't have to go from one thing to another. And this is something that I, I'd say, you know, maybe you could compare it to something like Mighty Networks or or Discord or, uh, you know, Guild, um, but with the difference that it's not siloed communities. Our goal is to bring communities together and, and help the discovery of content and uh, products and services or uh, something at real vision that is familiar with going by the name of the network effect. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so really um, there isn't anything like it and, you know, and, and the business model is so different from, it's not a social media. It's, it's a, it's a new generation of, you know, you could think of it social networking and content management. Hey everyone, we're going to take another quick break and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back to the Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing. I mean, Sami, I, I hear you talking about new social comment. I mean, I was literally reading up on this lady called, um, I don't know if you've seen that video. I think it's called, a uh, God, what's her name? She's left my, uh, come on, Elaine, Pinky Doll. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. If you guys don't know about Pinky Doll, you should give that uh, a little Google now and we'll explain that later. Okay. The world is moving in all sorts of different directions of how we we consume content. But God damn it, when you find the same people within the community that really want to pinpoint that conversation, that dialogue specifically and tailored to what you're interested in, that's the most magical thing, I think, in the next sort of era of content uh, generation and consumption. Um, okay, and then and, just sorry, uh, Let me just quickly someone, uh, put this in uh, to, to say that part of yeah. the reason for, for, for this is that the need for community and, and the need for uh, that kind of identity discovery is going to be even uh, more with AI. And that's something okay. that... Yeah, well, I was about to say a lot of funding in Web3 has has gone to AI. How do you see AI and blockchain go hand in hand? And by the way, Andrew Hurst said Sami's podcast with Tom Bilio was fab. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you should definitely check out the podcast. I've got A16Z coming on the pod as well. I'm really looking forward to talking to them about this concept of you know, social media and, and um, all that stuff. So um, AI is um, actually, I think, AI is going to make blockchain even more needed, you know, because with blockchain, we can, um, it can really help us figure out who is the real identity behind a certain content. It will really help us, uh, you know, figure out 
what uh, the real um, people, humans, uh, as opposed to AI um, on, on all of these different platforms. So, um, but I think right now, you know, right now that the conversation is shifted to AI and uh, you have to speak to people the language that they are, you know, it's, it's about being in the moment, right? And just like I wrote a book about uh, the future of work and AI in 2019, and nobody talked about AI back then. And, wow. and, I, and everything that I said, the book is called Career Fear and How to Beat It. And everything that I said in the book, which I was like, in the next five to 15 years, we are going to see all of this happen. You know, with it, it actually with, with COVID, it actually accelerated. And you are now seeing it in one to three years rather than five to 15 years. And, um, you know, back then nobody was talking about it. And so I was too early for that conversation. So then I shifted my focus to blockchain because everybody was talking about blockchain. I was like, okay, I need to be part of the conversation that's going on right now. But now the, the focus has shifted, uh, you know, away from blockchain. And I think that it will come back. I think blockchain, the technology is solid. Uh, it's, it's, there is something there. Um, but um, I, I think it's going to take a while for it to, um, you know, to come back. But also the truth is that blockchain technology, the adoption is extremely hard. You know, until we, we iron out those issues, it's going to be very hard people uh, for people to get their head around this whole um, wallet uh, business, right? So, and, and and also it requires a fundamental shift in understanding the concept of digital ownership. So this is something that needs to be sorted. Yeah, and I'm just reading in the comments now, of course, visionaries being visionaries always try to outsmart me, which they do, and they're always a 10 million miles ahead. So for anyone watching this, sorry, which is what they're asking too, who wants to create a show on your platform, where should they begin? So um, we are, uh, at the moment, the best way to do it is uh, if you have an Impeak Genesis Pass, you will be able, once you log in with an Impeak Genesis Pass, you will be able to see the creator dashboard and you can start creating your channel. Um, other than that, uh, we are from uh, around mid-August, we're going to introduce a new tier uh, where people can go in and, and actually create uh, a channel, uh, you know, have like a a one month free trial. And then after that, there will be a paid uh, option. But the, in the shortest run, um, and the Impeak Genesis Pass is not very expensive right now. So you can pick up one from uh, OpenSea. And as long as you log in with your Genesis Pass, you'll be able to see the creator dashboard. Okay. And uh, by the way, viewers, uh, put down your questions in the chat. We're asking the best ones on air. I've already tackled one. Remember, Real Vision members take priority. If you are not a member yet, go to realvision.com forward slash crypto to sign up. It's absolutely free. Picking up a few more of your comments. Samantha, who has joined actually, uh, usually on our platform, but definitely joined uh, DJ Happy Hour for a yoga session. Would you believe it or not? She was fantastic. She said, love seeing women pioneering in the tech space. Well done, Sami. And uh, furthermore, <laughs> if you are uh, not a member yet, go to realvision.com forward slash crypto to sign up. Remember, it is absolutely free. It's where a new episode of Brow Pals Adventures in Crypto premieres every Friday. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm picking up one question uh and my producer's typing out live right now what are your thoughts on worldcoin i'm going to take some questions on me if that's okay with you mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah worldcoin um i actually uh, had to comment about it on uh, linkedin the other day uh 
I think it remains to be seen. I, I'm happy to keep an open mind. I think that uh, we need some kind of UBI solution one way or the other. Um, it, it does feel a bit dystopian. Uh, I, I do have my concerns about it, especially considering that um, I don't know. I don't know if I uh, trust. Um, I, I, look, I want to get Sam Altman on my podcast, so, <laughs> so, so I'm going to be careful <laughs> what I say here. But you know, uh, I don't know if I fully trust him. The the reason is that you know I think considering that he's like he doesn't have a share in OpenAI, um, you know, it, I I just wonder what exact ideology is driving right. him. And yeah, yeah I, I do have my yeah. concerns. So, I mean, you know, I read on so many of your bios and like, you are a tech philosopher and I can imagine so many people have to even chase up with you when you're saying, of course, it's not open AI. So already that is so much information for people to take in and you're already seven miles ahead, you know. So um, moving on to another question. Uh, Tiffany on the RV website. Hi, Tiffany. She wants to know the name of your book again. What is the name of your book again? And please, after this, go onto the platform and copy and paste the link on the Real Vision underneath this video. What's the name of the book again, Somi? It's called Career Fear and How to Beat It. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let me see. One more from YouTube. Goofy Ginger on YouTube says, excited to hear what everyone thinks about AI-generated content in any form being labeled as such. So many use it because of dyslexia and it has been marked as AI-generated content. So, esoteric thoughts. So, uh, so, so are you asking my, my thoughts on uh, generative content? Yeah, I think so. Sorry, Goofy Ginger, if I haven't translated your question, that was a little bit of a, a hard one. But yeah, what do you what do you make I mean, of AI generated content? About, I, I'm excited about generative content. I think it's got a lot of uh, limitations. Um, it's quite important to really still have human input. You know, I, I have really noticed the the limitations when I was trying to create. Um, these mini series on my Twitter, if, if people go and check out my Twitter, um, where uh, I interviewed, for example, Nietzsche, you know, and and uh, I was like, you're Nietzsche and, you know, and I'm going to ask you some questions and, and answer. And it, it basically has a, a limited understanding uh, and it, it kind of repeats itself. It, it, after a while, it feels like you're having content without substance. Um, and, and I'm not saying fully, but like, you really need to interject and uh, really need to think deeply about, you know, what it is that uh, you want to uh, get from that content. And I think, to be honest, in the future, the the number one thing that is going to make us stand out is our authenticity as humans, uh, yes. as as more and more because it, uh, more and more generative content is out there and it feels so perfect. Um, so our imperfections are actually going to make us unique. So I would say that, you know, our um, human opinion and authenticity is going to be the number one thing. Yeah, I really couldn't agree with you more there because even someone like Raoul, who I admitted and said to him, like, Raoul, sometimes when you go into the world of financial jargon, I just don't understand you. And he leans over his six foot three self and goes, little one, I need you to be exactly how you are and ask all the questions. So it's not just the person talking at you, it's to be intrigued and questioned as well. What a wonderful conversation. Um, so me, any key takeaways or final thoughts for our people who are watching on the visionary platform? I think the, I'd say key takeaways is really just 
uh, contextual thinking is something that I talked a lot about in my book. And uh, it's it's something that I think more and more, the more I think about it, the more important I feel it is for the era that we live in. You know, being able to um, really put yourself in uh, different contexts of, of people's lives and like thinking creatively about what kind of problems you can solve, like kind of like what I'm doing with Impeak. One of the things that I find very hard to explain to people is just because as humans, we are uh, limited. Uh, we're we're kind of thinking uh, constantly, how can I put this into another category of something else that I've seen? And to be able to come out of that and say, let me think outside of the box and let me think of this problem from a completely different perspective. And yes, from an investment point of view is, uh, you know, or explaining to people, sometimes it can be difficult, but eventually that's how you get to a pl place where you go from zero to one. Uh, so uh, I think AI is not going to help you get from zero to one. I think I think uh, that's ultimately it's it's a what's up revolutionaries yeah. thanks for tuning so, Marie, in for I more content like this head over to realvision.com and get unfiltered to access to the very learner. best very brightest and biggest names in finance with, uh, visionaries over here at real vision so Sami Aryan thank you so much for joining me on the show pleasure having you thank you thanks for having me